Welcome back to another electrifying episode of the Elevate Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Metz, and today we've got a true creative powerhouse in the studio. I'm beyond excited for our special guest, the brilliant graphic designer and video editor, Chris Solfer. Get ready for a deep dive into the world of visual storytelling and design as Chris takes us on a journey through his incredible career. We are going to uncover the secrets behind crafting visuals that captivate and communicate exploring challenges, triumphs, and the evolving landscape of creative industry. So whether you are a seasoned pro or just starting your creative journey, this episode is a goldmine of inspiration and insights. Buckle up for an enlightening conversation that will elevate your understanding of the artistry that goes into making visuals that shape our world. It's the Elevate Experience podcast where creativity takes center stage. All right. I've got my man Sulfur back. And Chris, Chris Sulfur, right? What I found out recently about you, and you fucking blew my mind, bro, is you've worked for companies like Lonsdale, Fitness First and all their brands, Barry's Boot Camp, and the list goes on. Good Life. HP Labs. HP Labs. But what blew my mind away was when you said you worked on the labels for Bless and Bless has become a massive brand, a huge brand. And so when I look back at your whole career, I'm amazed at just how much you've been able to do. And we were having a discussion on the phone the other day where I really have to – for me, it's my duty – to take you to that next level because working for, with those brands it's not easy you have to have a certain standard you have to have certain elements that you require right and when i look at you and, and especially talking to you the last few weeks i see talent that is just getting unearthed right now right and that's the ability to believe in yourself more so mate it's great to have you back it's good to be back and Obviously, there's going to be plenty of work we're going to do, but I want to I want to start with the first question. Mm. Like, I mean, obviously, working with these massive brands, right? What are the key elements that you believed you learned from those brands? Especially, like, let's go back. Like, what was it like at Lonsdale? What was it like at some of these brands? What were the key things that you learned, right? Yeah. But more importantly, what were the challenges and what made you move from some of those companies? Mm. Man. When I think back, because I was reflecting on this on the way here, the trajectory that I've had in my career, starting off initially at a CrossFit gym, I was just doing intern work. That's where I started to learn the ropes. I started to, a lot of this was self-taught as well. I taught myself graphic design. Even to this day, video editing is something that I've dabbled with. Um, and a lot of what I learned was kind of like just, it just kept building this momentum from each um company to the next so i started off at this crossfit gym taught myself some graphic design around apparel design uh, creating logos social media content that kind of stuff and then i got my first real job working for lonsdale london bear in mind i hadn't i did not go the conventional route i didn't go to university i didn't um, go and do tafe a lot of this was just learning on the go figuring it out on the job moved to lonsdale london and there was my first kind of introductory to being you know proper career-based role and um, working in, in that, that fashion industry. And that was a, quite an eye-opener for me, learning how, um, how, the, how the fashion industry works and how they 
gather their research and how they they you know figure out what the trends are out there um and that was a it was kind of like a playground for me to harness my my skills as a designer um so i work with a team of six other designers they all worked in different departments so there was like menswear women's wear kids wear um and then somebody who focused on the social media content um and then there was a whole photography element and while i was there it was just like a a place where i could just soak in all the different things the, the these different elements um and i think it's kind of around the same time i was really starting to develop a growth mindset um and basically using every opportunity that came up as an opportunity to learn and then apply what I've learned. Um, fast forward from there, I actually got made redundant from Lonsdale London. They, they closed down, they started another company called um, Stateside Sports. You guys may have seen them. They do like um, like sports jerseys, LA hats, NY hats, all that kind of yes. stuff. Designed a logo for them. But anyways, I transitioned from there to working for EHP Labs. And that's where my career kind of just blew up. I kind of really fast-tracked my growth working there. Um, I think... How long were you there for? How long were you at EHP? EHP Labs, close to three years or so. Yeah. Or a bit over three years. So, mate, you would have learned a lot. There was a lot of great people there at the company. Oh, man, so many. Clay was just talking to one of the guys here, uh, working with Clay. Like, Clay... Um, there, were, there were many other people, like, within the EHP Labs... Um, the business that once again I also got to learn a lot, a lot off of um, and one of the I think the really big takeaways take like circling back to your question is this idea of skill stacking like everywhere I went I just kept picking up new skills and just stacking them on top of each other and anytime there was a gap in my knowledge that I needed to fill I would just jump online do some research jump on YouTube do a tutorial learn keep constantly learning like just a mindset of continual growth and improvement and um being humble around like the the areas that i wasn't good at um so hp labs like the, there were some really big takeaways there for me because i came in sort of like an intern that was the only way i could get a job there i had to kind of take a step back and be like all right well if there's no actual role for me to fill, I've got to just do the internship. And then they realized very quickly, all right, this guy's got some skills and he's got potential. And so they started offering up opportunities for me and things like scaled really fast for me. Um, you mentioned Blessed. So there's actually I mean, that's a story. big brand, right? Blessed yeah. and Katya, it's yeah. a huge brand. Yeah. Well, tell me the story behind that. That was actually, I was thinking about that on the way here interesting true story how it worked out was that we did we had an intern at the time who ended up becoming like my intern in the team and there was already another designer on the team and then there was me um and they did a, sort of like a shark tank style design competition mm. they got us all to come up with our own separate concepts no one knew what anybody was working on all we knew was that Katsu was going to be the face of the brand it's a vegan brand um and we were all kind of just left to our own devices to figure out what we think this brand should look like and, and interpret it in our own way. And I started piecing all those things together, doing research around what other um, competitors in the space were doing, um, looking at Katia as the ambassador for the brand. How could I give it 
the like the right look and feel that kind of represents what she's about. So like trying to go with those Miami vibes, earthy vibes, but also like something that's sleek, something that's going to be, you know, it's going to have an impact and it's going to fit the trends that are out there. And then we had like this, um, we had this meeting where we we're all put into the boardroom and we all had to present on these like big boards what we had designed. And fortunately for me, mine, mine was picked. Wow. And Katya loved it. I, I still I have a photo. I'll send it to Kenny later, actually, of um, Katya like repping the brand and everything. And it was really like a like whoa that happened. Um, and that happened multiple times working at Ishby Labs, where I'd sort of like I had to pinch myself. I had like what the fuck moments. Like, I mean, some of the best moments, you know, was actually working with these people that I admired, and you know, anywhere from like Katya to um, Lauren Simpson, Zach Perna, uh, Max Filizier. I got to actually meet and work with these people face to face, which was really quite like an eye-opening experience for me. But I still have this one standout moment that stuck with me. I was thinking about it on the way here, where there I was, I think it was a Melbourne Arnold's Fitness Expo. Hmm. There I was on a booth that I helped design with a team of designers. You helped design the yeah, booth. The, I remember the, that double story booth. Yeah, that double story I booth. I was there. You're, you're probably in the video. Um, but basically I'm there, I'm standing on this podium. There are thousands of people in the audience and there's Arnold Schwarzenegger right next to me signing a poster that I had designed like a day prior. Like it was a photo of him, but I put all the elements together, put all the logos together and he was signing this poster with a gold texter that to this day I still have at home. And I'm like, I was like, what the fuck? How did I end up here? Like I didn't go the conventional route. I didn't go and study like other people did, but I maintained a growth mindset and... Um, it just kind of like wow, blew my mind like that's possible bro like just to go back and give context to the viewers yeah about that stand yeah that was the best stand at the at that expo like i remember is wanted to go all out he did and so he probably gave you guys you know he said guys this is what i want he yes. probably gave you the specs of what he wanted mm -hmm. and then he just had to create it yeah and he pushed us too yeah. like i there were like late hours working on that thing mm -hmm. um but we were perfectionists. We wanted that thing to be incredible. And so we went all out. Like every element of that booth was was really looked at with a fine tooth comb. From the blessed side to the HP Lab side, how can we make this booth the most interactive, standout experience? And, and it's like what you said, like you could spot it from a mile away. It was the biggest booth there and it was the most fine tuned booth that we had. It had the biggest crowds. I mean, like even if I was to go back in time and I remember it because my wife was there, my kids were there. He he really wanted that to, that that expo to stand out. He wanted people to know the brand. He, you know, expos were a massive thing for his back then. But to know that you were part of that and that was like a pinch me moment. Mm. You know, when you talk about the level that you went for the blessed and 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 they took your logo on. Like I mean, these are huge achievements, right? Yes. You know, in those moments, what I'd like to know is it takes a lot of sacrifice, takes a lot of hours. Were there points while you were doing it where you were like going, man, this is, this is hard at the moment. I can't collect my thoughts properly. 
I don't know which direction to go. And what were the challenges in those moments when you were really pushing yourself? Because they're not easy feats. Yeah. A couple of things come to mind just right off the bat. Um, before I got into the creative industry, I was reading a book and I was listening to an audio book at the time called The Laws of Mastery by Robert Greene. And basically they talk about the 10,000 hours it takes to become a master at your craft, your vocation, your skill, whatever it is. And I knew this was all hard work, but I think I kind of fell in love with the process of the hard work. Like I just became obsessed with this idea of like, here's an idea and how do we take it all the way to the end? And there's, there's the sweat equity in that. You've, you've, it's hard work, I'm not gonna deny that, but there's so much growth that happens there. And that's a big takeaway from it. You gotta fall in love with the process, even when it's difficult. It's that journey that's, that's, that matters. The end result is always a humbling experience. It's an empowering experience to say, I did that. But it's all the hours in between and, and the skills that you learn and the, the ways that you're gonna develop yourself to like even overcome mental blocks. Like, fuck, you start off going, well, this is a big job. But you gotta start pushing past that and you gotta keep building momentum as you do it. And look, the reason I asked you that question, and we were talking about like what makes a great coach, right? We were talking about that a fair bit on a fair few of our phone calls. Because even when I'm doing a project, there's points of it where I feel like, fuck, what, 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 why am I even doing this right now, mm. right? Because sometimes I put too much on my plate and I, and this is why I'm giving you an example, but then I wake up the next day going, hey, you better start going like a bulldozer because you cannot have this mindset or this voice holding you back. Mm. This is a pattern that's got to be, you know, pushed out or pushed away, mm. right? Because it, it slows you down. That's why I'm asking it because they're big projects and when you know it's like a Shark Tank moment mm. doing the Blessed um, logo um, and the whole design, you're competing against your peers as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, what was that like? Yeah, it's interesting because I, I think about it like as a one standard, you're competing against your peers, you're also competing against your own self, your self-doubt, your self-sabotage, your inner critic, and then you're also competing against what the industry wants. You don't know how they're gonna to react to what you're putting out there. And I think the best way to kind of silence that inner critic is to just do the work. Just lean into it and try and put the blinders on and just shut out the noise and focus on what you wanna create. And, but also like do your research, like look at the landscape of what you're, you're putting your creativity into and then from there, man, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought a little bit, but like from there, it's like, okay, you, you have to kind of like get into the moment of it. You've got yeah. to, you got to just try and shut out the noise. Look, you know, it was like, you know, when I was doing this studio, yeah, I was like, fuck, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Am I going to be able to get people in here? If they come in here, are they going to fucking like it? Yeah. Are they going to go, fuck, this was brilliant. This was amazing. Or they're going to go, yeah, it's just another studio. Mm. And even though it's a small space, in each process, I started questioning myself. Mm. I said, like, am I out of my depths here? Mm. Do I have the capacity and the capability with everything that I've got to be able to dedicate time and hours into this? Yeah. With everything that I've got. And I just said, you know what? 
Mets, you don't have an option. Mm. So I started to move into this place and, you know, and we'll circle back to this of what makes a great coach. I don't give myself an option. Mm. So if I'm not giving myself an option, those experiences of me feeling in despair or this isn't going to work out like these blinds, the guy came in today, just put these blinds up for the first time, didn't have part of the track. Mm. And I'm looking at the guy and I, I thought he had the wrong track altogether. And he goes, mate, I don't know if I've got all the pieces. And I looked at him and I go, fuck, I'm about to shoot with sulfur. What are we going to do here? I said, fuck, it is what it is. I get that's life. So at every point and every step, there's these mental block channels that are holding you back slightly. Mm. So when the belief system and the process grows far greater than the blockages that you have, mm. it's almost like you you can't conceive the problems anymore because mm. sometimes they're inbuilt mm. and then you get pissed off on what you're going to take action on next. Mm. So I've, I've sort of been able to remove those mental blocks and when people ask me what does it take to be a great, a great leader and a great coach, it's more the visionary. It's not like I found these blinds in this company. They're an unbelievable company. They're acoustic blinds. Mm. And I was sitting in that chair and I was going, fuck, man, I've got to block the rest of this sound out. Yeah. Right? And I'm sitting there and I, this is exactly how it happened. I go, F this. I got on my phone. First place that came up was a place in Altarman. The guy comes in to put these blinds in today. I go, mate, how long have you been working for him for? He goes, two years. I said, what do you mean? Two? Oh, just two years. He goes, yeah, I started with them. I go, where did they start? He goes, two years ago. Hmm. He goes, when I went for the job, I thought they were a mad scam. And then I looked at what these blinds do and I go, these guys are the real deal. Hmm. And, you know, they've done, you know, Fox Studios, they've done all the different sets of, you know, different broadcasting channels. Hmm. And, but I was in that moment of, just being frustrated because I had done everything else in the room. I liked the background, but I said, how am I going to be able to block everything else out in order for me to come in this room whenever I want and shoot content that I know is going to be valuable for individuals? Yeah. So I have to get to the point of frustrated. Like last night I was working on something and my, you know, I was a bit under the weather and my brain was just like ready to explode. And I just said, put the phone away. You've gone till 7 p.m. Just relax. And I knew that it, when I did relax that the next day, everything towards where I was going to was going to work out. It's like Kenny was here yesterday. I said, bro, this is where we're going. You know, I, I said, whatever I say, I'm going to do. Yeah. And I don't care if I've got the knowledge or I don't have the knowledge. I'm going to find the knowledge that I require to get there. Mm. And we are talking about it before. We're talking about download speeds. We're talking about all these elements that make shooting a, 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 a you know a, a podcast like this yeah. where we can speed it up. We can speed the we can speed every element up to make everyone's job better. Yeah. But more importantly, be able to shoot something that we can look at and go, "Wow, man, we done that. We worked hard on that. You know, we were present in the moment to not give up." Yeah. And I think a lot of the times that's why I ask how how to go for you know those brands and what you've done with you know the, the expo at, at the arnold classic and, and the blessed i ask that because i know when i'm going through those moments bro they're dark mm. they're dark it's like when i turn all these lights off it's dark in you yeah and i start to question myself mm. and then what i do is okay mate you know where you want to go you ain't going to let anyone stop you you're going to create the right environment in your life to make that happen yeah 
That's why I say that. That's why I ask those yeah. questions. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's a great, like, it's it's making me think, because you said something that within all of that is the motivating force. You talked about how this is the end result. The end result here is you, the outcome you want to have is you want to create content that's going to be valuable to people. That's going to change the way they think or it's going to have impact in their life. And that's pulled you out of those darker moments. It's, it's got you pushing past those mental barriers because that's the ultimate outcome. You're doing it as an act of service. And, and I thought about this as you were saying all this, and I was thinking about this on the way here as well. There's this book, Stephen, Press, Stephen Pressfield, The War of Art. Um, I'm going to paraphrase it, but he talks about how um, you, can't cheat the, you can't cheat the world of your contribution. You've got to give it everything you've got. Um, and he talks about how your arts or your message or whatever it is, it's not an act of selfishness. It's an act of selflessness. You've got to put your work out there. You've got to push past all these mental blocks. They come up. They're called resistance. Um, and at the, the outcome is probably the most positive, beneficial thing out there because it's going to have a ripple effect. It's going to create an impact in people's lives. It might, you know, this podcast or any of the podcasts that you do, it might hit a person in a certain way that just needed to hear that message at that time to change the way they were thinking. Well, it's like even after this, I want you to walk away inspired going, fuck, Mets is working on all these things. And, you know, I'll go back to, you know, you've, you've done all of this work for these great brands, right? You made this massive switch to becoming a breath coach and working with a great brand like Breathless. Mm -hmm. It's a huge transition. Obviously, you're still doing um, your, your graphic design work. You're still doing your your editing work, uh, photography and all that kind of stuff, which you're, mind you, you're fucking unbelievable at it, right? Like you okay. got such, like honestly, Sofa, when I spoke to you yesterday on the phone, the talent that you've got is way beyond, and we're gonna unlock everything to take you to that next level. Um, way beyond probably what you believe you have, right? Mm. And we talked about, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, iron sharpens iron. We, you know, you said this and you mentioned this a few times. So I'm going to circle back to why, and we did touch on this, but why did you decide that breath work is the route you want to go and what you're passionate about? And the New York Times has said that breath work is the new yoga. Yeah. And obviously you truly believe that. I truly believe that. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, breath work had a phenomenal impact in my life, helping me manage stress, um, you know, manage my mental state, my overall well being. So that's one aspect of it. Um, but yeah, circling back to what you said about iron sharpens iron, I'm a big believer that you've got to get around other people who see your potential and they help you to raise your standards. So you're obviously one of them. Like, I, I always have had a mentality of, seeking out mentors in my life. And I'm now in a place in my life I've got quite a few. You're one of them. I've got a men's coach, um, Lino from Men's Medicine in the Gold Coast. He's now my my next breathwork mentor. And then I've got Johannes, who I talk to like nearly every single day. And his mentor was Wim Hof, the guy who brought breathwork into the mainstream. And I think having all these influences in my life has forced me to continue to level up. I can't play at a certain level anymore because I've got these influences in my life that show me what's possible. They show me the potential. You show me the potential in my 
my health and, and my fitness. Like, look at your physique, man. For people your age, like, I want that. I want to be that dad who's, you know, fit and healthy and the at the best possible standard I can be for my kids. Um, when I when I think about the breastwork instructors that I work with, they're world class. I want to be world class with them. I want to be at that level. And in order to play at that level, I've got to be in there. I've got to be in their element. I've got to be, you know, sharing the same space and learning off of them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a really important factor is, is when you're around other people who are performing at the level that you want to be at, it's going to fast track your growth. Let's take a step back. That's great what you said. Yeah. You want to be at that level. You know, this, this work-life balance thing, right? And I've mentioned that before and people have kind of tried to come after me. And the reality is this, and I had this great chat with Rima before, there's no such thing, right? Because you want to be the greatest, you, you go you, you go to any NFL player, great basketball player, whether it's Kobe Bryant, whether it's Michael Jordan, go and ask them if they had work-life balance for 20 years. I mean, we're going to look at their college, through their college football or the, or the NBA, all the way through. Do you think they had a work-life balance to become great? No. And this is the problem, I think, in today's society is this. When you ask me what, it's, what it takes to be a great coach, it takes this. It takes an unwillingness of a, a work ethic that far exceeds what you think that number is, right? And then taking inventory of yourself and being your toughest critic to push yourself hard because your mind will let you down. And that comes down to the environment and the individuals around you. And if you want to be the same as them, do it. But don't talk about having it all and a work-life balance. Mm. Just don't talk about it. Mm. Just say, listen, I want a work-life balance, but I don't want anything. Yeah. I don't want anything. It's just easier because mm. now it's a decision that you made. Yeah. But don't put shit on people that put in the work. Mm and that are getting more and are becoming more successful because they are putting themselves in a position where they are creating greater value. Yes. So when people come and ask me, what does it take to be a great coach? It's not letting people off. Mm. People want everything. They want a vacation here. They want a vacation. They want to stay in the best places, but they're not willing to put in the work. Yeah. They're not willing to go to places where others are willing to go. They're not willing to have this lonely part of their life when everything else is having supposed fun that they're going hey listen this isn't for me i know where i want to go i want i know who i want to be but now i understand what the game involves in order to get there mm. and you see that the highest performers have no time for anyone else yeah they only have time for the people in their circle their team their people absolutely i was gonna actually touch on that too you have to be selective with your circle um, you're obviously at a stage in your life, you're in a building phase and you want to be surrounded by other people who are moving in that same direction. It doesn't serve you to be around other people who are doing the same shit that you were doing 20 years ago. That's not who you are. You got to be around people who like to use that same term, like that they're going to elevate with you. You know, they're going to move in that same direction. Like that's why I'm grateful to have connected with you because I'm seeking out the same thing and that's where I want to start heading as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you kind of answered the question that I was going to ask you too, of, of what you think is um, some of the factors 
that make a successful coach, a successful business, and ultimately, I, could, I wanted to get your insights on what, what makes a great well, program funny, as well. It's funny, it's like I think about this all the time, like, and sometimes I look at like the coaches that have had the longest careers. Like, like let's say in rugby league, you look at Wayne Bennett. Mate, the guy has been doing it since 1987. Like, that's a long time. And you have to have this certain amount of patience. You have to have passion. You have to absolutely love it because there's going to be days that are going to knock you down to your knees and you're just going to want to give up, right? So what carries you over is that you, you want to go somewhere where you've never been because where you are gets quite boring. Mm. right and if you know you have the ability to push way further than you can and you don't go for it then there will be some sort of regret mm. there has to be there will always be regret on the things you didn't take action on where you had the ability to take action on mm. and a lot of the times it will come back to th there's a belief you have to have this belief and it has to be so powerful and it has to be so much greater than any other person out there your wife your family your kids it, the, the belief has to be far beyond what they can they believe it's your belief mm. and a lot of the times no one's going to believe what you believe mm. but if you can start pushing yourself and taking action and working your butt off you're going to win more right and this is what i say to everyone i go if you want to take the road that's not going to be part of who you want to be go take it but don't complain when you've gone down that road and it's not working out for you. Because I'm telling you, even when you take the right road, it's not going to work out for you. Mm. But you know what? Your odds are stacked on your side. Yeah. Now you're going to beat better people. Yeah. You're going to have a better network of people that are going to take you to that next level. And I always say this, if you don't have value, what value do you expect from others? Yeah. If you don't have value, what value do you expect from others? What's the value proposition there? Because even if someone said to me, Mets, I want to come and work for free for you and be around you, I'm looking at the value proposition of the time that it's taken away from me. Yes. Right? But if they said, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but not bother you, and I'm going to come back to you because there's YouTube tutorials, there's tutorials everywhere, and they go ahead and do that, and they come back and surprise me, and they go, now I want to work for free, I go, man, now you've blown my mind. Now you've gone you know, three, four, five steps ahead of where I thought you were. Mm. But then I also see individuals where, you know, we call them a one-trick pony, right? Mm. They're good for three, four months and mm. they're back to them, them, their old selves. Mm. And, you know, like for me, if I'm coaching people and I see that happen, it pretty much tells me who you are, yeah. right? Yeah. And so when people come into my coaching program or they come work at Titan Fitness or they do anything here, I have a high expectation or high standard and it's only, and I only have the standard that I up, uphold on myself because I'm not going to be a I'm not going to bullshit anyone. Mm. I'm going to do what I say and if it doesn't work out I'm going to course correct to take me to where I need to be. Mm. And that's why like we have these discussions. You know, we spoke for about an hour on the phone. You know. Yeah, I, yeah. I I said to myself I'm going to set my mind to execute on what I've want to execute on. And I'm going to tell people that I'm going to do that. And, and, and I'll be honest with people. If it didn't work out, I'll tell them the reasons why. I think people have to hear when things worked out and when they didn't work out. And that's why I always ask people, at what point in your life and your career did you feel things worked at your best? Mm. 
and then look at your career when it didn't work out the best and ask yourself, what did you have control over yeah. and what didn't you have control over and where did your focus go? Because if your focus goes on what you don't have control over, you will lose. Mm. And if you don't do it for you, you're going to lose again. When people go, I'm doing it for this person, that person, do it for you first because they're going to benefit anyway. Mm. Does that make sense? It does, man. So much of what you said landed. Um, like when you talked about working with clients as well, like that whole thing of actions speak louder than words. Like when you see that person's level of a commitment and their skin in the game, you know that person's invested in this. They're going to go all in. Um, I think that's really important. Um, man, a lot of that sinking in. Like it's, yeah. yeah. But it's the same for you. We know you're going to do a workshop here at Tiny Fitness in November. Yes. We're going to make sure that happens. You're going to bug me all the way through. Mets, here's the artwork. Here's this. Yeah. Here's that. Yeah. What are we doing about it, bro? Yeah. Cool, man. We're going to execute this. Because like everything we said we're going to do, because, you know, let's look at, let's look further ahead. Let's look at the crystal ball. We're in, we're in June, July next year. And then we look back and go, man, how much did we get done? Yeah. How many things did we say we were going to do? Yes. That wasn't a reality for sure like you need to do a review and another thing that i was going to touch on too is that um massive action you've got to take massive action like you could talk about doing all these things but you've got to act on it and that's why i once again circling back to the whole iron sharpens iron thing is that you got to have other people that are going to keep you accountable they see your potential and you said you're going to do something you got to do it and I've actually been telling people about this Fiji retreat and it's, there's already some interest starting to build there. I'm going to do it, man. I said, if, I'm, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And look, if you, if you have this real crystallized vision and you have discipline and you have commitment, how can you not do it? You stacked all the odds in your favor if you're already coming from that frame of mind. Yeah, and that, that becomes the biggest difference. But then once you've achieved that and you're looking into 2024, how is that going to make you feel? And this is where I'm going to circle back to. You're now building your own business. How much different and challenging is that compared to working for someone else where they give you a script or they give you, hey, this is, this is what this, this job entails. Yeah. Um, this is what we want you to do. How much more challenging or difficult is it at times when you're trying to build this new business and like you approached me you said Mets this is what I want to do I said well bro I, I trust you I've seen your work I believe in you I've seen way before you're doing breathless I've seen your work commitment mm. so you got the runs on the board if someone else came to me so far I go man who the fuck are you yeah because that's need, the difference yeah you you want to see that proof that that person is who exactly who they say they are um yeah, I mean, so much from what you said there, man. Like, let me get on my thoughts for a second because... Yeah, but think yeah. about it. You've done your workshop in November and people are saying, yeah, we're videoing it. Yeah, yeah. Now I've, we're in December, right? I've got people... Think about this. You're now in December. Like, I just want you to have this vision, right? Mm. I'm now in December. You've done all these things. We've got the content. We've got the videos. Now you're looking at it. Mm. And you said you had it on your vision board. This is one of the things you wanted to do and you reached out to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's on, on my vision board. I've got gym breathwork and it's a photo of a guy facilitating breathwork in what looks like a CrossFit gym. And I'm already doing it. The, the action's already happened. I'm, I've got a workshop coming up at one playground and I've got four assistants reached out to me 
saying that they want to help out. We're expecting a sold out event, about four, 45 people or something. Um, and that for me kind of reinforces like, I've got to step up. I've got to, I've got to be honest with myself in the areas that I need to improve so that I can deliver. Um, man, and, and like back to what you were saying, like with any new venture, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be things that come up. But I think a good thing to do is do a review of what your skill set is, what, what you bring to the table. And that helps to kind of reinforce your self-belief. Self-belief is everything. You said it yourself in, in a lot of what you shared today, like the blinds, for example. You, you made it happen. You, you're kind of constantly pushing th through these mental blocks. Um, and so, yeah, I would say reflect on what you bring into the table. Remember, like acknowledge that you've got the abilities to achieve what you set out for. And take positive steps. Hmm. Just continuous positive steps every day. There are going to be days where it's challenging, but you just got to get up and you got to show up. It's just like doing a program with you, for example, right? I know what days I've got to get up and I've got to train and I've got to push the needle forward each and every day. With my training, I've got to, I've got to add more weights every single day, add more reps every single time I'm in the gym. The same rules apply in life and in business. 100%. And it goes back to that old adage, like the more reps you put in, the more consistent you are. It You don't have to be perfect at it. But what will happen eventually, you'll just get so much better at it and so much better. Then you add another skill and then you get better at that and better at that again. And then another skill. Like even me having guests here, I have to study them. I have to be able to ask the right questions. I have to give them examples of me to get the most out of them. And, you know, I was a victim of this early in my career as well where I didn't put quite the reps required in order to get a result whether it be business whether it be training doesn't matter what it was and the biggest holdback for me was when things didn't go right I couldn't conceptualize how to overcome that and still stick to my process and what does my process always look like I always go back to have I eaten right have I trained right because everything else will work out because I'm relentless in my pursuit of where I'm going. Yeah. So once you have that relentless mindset of where you're going, everything becomes achievable. You know, like even if we're, we're looking for more creatives, right? And I, I just, I always talk about it. I said, we're looking for editors. We're looking for creatives. We're looking more for people to help edit long form videos for TikTok. I'm going to say it every day. I'm going to say it all the time because we're all in that space, right? And who's it going to facilitate it's going to facilitate the guys that we're surrounding ourselves with to build the best teams because i'm telling you now and i guarantee you this when we look back at what we've done and achieved you know in the last six months when we look at it next year i guarantee we're going to go how did we bring all these people that we required in order to build these big businesses mm. and i said one thing to kenny i said everything that i say i'm going to do mm. And even if it hurts, even if it's hard, I don't care because it's going to happen, mm. right? And and now I'm understanding how that works even more. When I look back at my old notes from years ago, I know exactly at what point those notes worked and when they didn't work. Yeah. So taking an in inventory of that is extremely important. And, you know, we talked about iron sharpens iron and I'll circle back to that. 
that's what it takes. It look, you're looking at who's in my circle. Mm. Who do I have to be able to get around to and sacrifice more time in order to move towards the goal of becoming one of the greatest breath coaches in the world, mm-hmm. right? What does that look like? Am I saying that to myself enough, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, when we talked about coaching, it actually takes that. Mm. It, it, you're, you're coming back season after season, mm. season after season going, how am I going to improve here? Yeah. How am I going to improve on this next metric? Who do I need in my team? Mm. Am I of someone of value to create that person or that space to bring it in my team? Mm. You know, you were at Fitness First, you were at Good Life, you are at all these businesses. Yeah. You were doing their graphic design. You probably would have seen elements in there in that culture. You go, mm. this is good, but this doesn't quite work. For sure, for sure. I just want to, I want to keep this thread going, what you're talking about here, because I started thinking about a couple of things. You, you make us do a week in review, right? Every week, every Friday. I've got to do mine today, actually. You've seen the one Fo- I sent today. Yeah. Because we're getting it a long did. weekend. Yeah. Everyone's going to fuck up. That's right. you gotta, you got to have a week in review. How'd you go? Be honest with yourself. Did you, did you, did you put in the reps? Did you do your workout? Did you, did you get your photos from every angle showing the progress that you've made? And sometimes it's important to really reflect, on, reflect back on how far you've come. You're talking about reviewing your notes. That's a very different person to who you are now and how you are as an interviewer and how you prepare for this kind of thing. And I was reflecting on this on the way here. I had this experience working at Fitness First and this is kind of circling back to hold the self-belief thing. Um, true story, Fitness First, they were trying to relaunch a campaign. Um, this is after the gyms started reopening again after lockdowns. They wanted to come from a different angle and sort of um, push out this campaign to to get new members in and everything. Um, it was at this agency. It was like a think tank. And we were talking about, like they asked me the question, what does the gym mean to you? And I said to them, for me, going to the gym is like filling up my cup. Um, it's it's a way that I can fill up my cup so that I can better serve my, my children, my family, my community, and even my coworkers. And they somehow sort of ran with that idea. They, they kind of made its way into the campaign messaging and they came out with this thing called put yourself first, fitness first. And it's like the whole mentality of like, you got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help others. Going to the gym is not a selfish thing. This is, this is a way for you to invest in yourself, your mental health, your well-being, everything. And they went from that angle. And I didn't make a big deal out of it, but I kind of felt like I took a bit of credit for that. And every time I passed a billboard that said, put yourself first, I was like, I did that. Like I, I put that out there in the universe. I, I said in this conversation, like I, I had that exchange with them and this became a reality. And every time I see those kinds of moments where I see a sign or I see a product or I see something that I've created, it reminds me like I made that. I put that out into the world and that's where I, I can't stop. I am now, now I'm in a different phase of my life as a breathwork instructor, but I'm gaining all this experience. I'm getting better each day. I can't stop. I'm too invested. You know what's funny? Like I'm, I'm thinking about your, your answers and I'm absolutely loving it. And when I look back at it, I asked you, why did you switch to creating your own business to becoming a coach? You were already a coach, right? That was this creative, Mm. like I'm just listening to now and this is what I've taken from it. This is my takeaways. You're, you've gone back to going, hey, I'm going to create something special for you. But you're always a coach. 
You just didn't realize it at the time. Yeah, I guess um, I would refer to my inner voice as my inner coach. Mm. The way I talk to myself, the way I talk to my clients, the way I instruct breath work. I try to come from a place of encouragement. I want to build these people up just like I built myself up. And so now I understand why the breath work is such a passion for you because, you know, when the New York Times is saying it's the new yoga, you're not going on trends, but even though you understand trends because at Longsdale, that's what you're working on. Mm -hmm. What are the new trends? Yeah. You, you've got this innate ability to gravitate towards something that's necessary. Yes. Right? Like with everything that you've come up with so far, and this is why, like, oh, mate, I'm, 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 I'm proud of you, but I'm learning so much from you right now, right? And because this is what I want you to understand. You understand trends. You understand quotes that matter. You understand coaching. You understand that you want to become a great coach, so you want to become, you want to get around great coaches. You've got great mentors around you, and you understand the game of taking it to that next level, right? And, you know, circling back to put yourself first. This is what everyone should do, right? And when they start to do that, you'll understand how you have to be with each person in order to get not only the best out of them, but the best out of you. And when I look at breath work, we're nothing without breathing, right? Mm. So you've almost gone back to the most fundamental uh, element that individuals need. And you're using that as like something that's a singularity that's so important, mm. right? Is your vision now with everything that you've achieved, right, to become, have a vision of like, I'm going to make people so great that they're not going to recognize who they are? That's kind of part of the outcome that I'm hoping to get. Um, like I've done a lot of work on myself. And I've been fortunate that I've had a lot of mentors invest in me. And I guess that's kind of the angle I'm coming from when I, when I help people with breath work and what ultimately the outcome I want to have with them is I want to share first off this modality that's really helped me and still does to this day so that they can apply it to themselves and also come from the lens of like, um, and it's not always easy to do, but look at them like they're you. Like they, they may as well could be you and just help that person along their journey. Like this worked for me and I guarantee you it's going to help you as well. And it may help you to break through some mental barriers or some limiting beliefs that you've had. And we all could benefit from something like that. And I think that's what some of the best coaches do, right? The coaches that can really tap into the mindset. Hundred percent. Like you, you've got to be able to tap into the mindset of an individual, where the self belief has been uh, tarnished by, you know, circumstances that, you know, sometimes were unforeseen to them, or you know, at some point they just lost the belief because others didn't believe in them. Like for me, I almost don't need anyone to believe in me. I have to believe in myself, and the true belief starts from the individual first. And where we lose belief is from others anyway. Mm. So I don't need others f to take me to the next level. I need me and I have to find or dig deeper within myself to find that individual. Because if I have to start depending on others, I will lose. Yeah. So I've always had that mindset of, of have a vision, 
and work your butt off to get there. But but having people around you that believe in you does help immensely, man. It huge, helps huge. Yeah. Look, I'll give you an example, right? If I didn't have the right people and the right team around me, I couldn't do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So they had to believe in me, right? And then I have to have a certain belief in them to take them to the next level. So it works in both on, on both ends of the scale. But a lot of the time I have to go within myself. I have to visualize within myself of where I'm taking things. Mm. And look, I give myself metrics. My, my next metric is how much can I get done by December 1? And then it's how much can I get done by the end of the year because December 1 being my birthday. And then I have metrics of numbers that I've just picked in my head of how – big I want things to get I understand the game I understand the playbook I understand the hours necessary I understand what's required from certain individuals to get there and new individuals that need to come to my my be part of my business I understand all that so now it's about creating the right energy vision the vision and knowing what you need and it will come mm-hmm. but I've got to put in the work yeah. I've got to I've got to be valuable if I'm not valuable we're not going to win yeah right and and I just I think I just enjoy doing it, man. I mm. just love doing it. Mm. And then like being able to coach you and work with you, you know, being a better leader for for Kenny and the rest of my crew, mm. it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's enjoyable. I mean, Kenny gets to see the different sides of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Um, but it, that's just how I am, you know. And 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 I don't I don't look at. It's funny because I don't look at what I do as special. I just look at what I do as taking the next step. Mm. That's all I look at. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and that's what makes the biggest difference. Yeah. And that's why, like, I, I I truly believe with all the things that you've come come up with for these amazing brands. Like, it's not easy, bro. It's not easy. I mean, sometimes we don't realize just how great or um, impact we have with the things that we do and we don't take enough credit for. Do you, do you feel like that? 100%. 100%. I try to humble myself as much as possible and, and not always take the credit for things. I, I don't need to always be in the spotlight for things. That's why it's, it's crazy to actually have this conversation with you because I don't normally ever talk about my professional life, my career life. But it's life. important, bro. It is, yeah, because I learned a lot in that journey. Like, you know, it's funny because you've done a few of my logos, right? I fucking love them, right? People love them. But when I look back at it, the meanings that you write for each one, mm. I go, man, this is, I love this. Yeah, I believe it's going to have a deeper meaning to it. Um, but I just want to quickly say it and like touch on everything you just said as well. Massive respect for what you've achieved and who you are as a coach and how you embody being a coach. Um, I said to you on the phone yesterday that what I look for in a coach, you embody a lot of those qualities. Like I would never take, I would never let somebody who hasn't been where I want to be be my coach like you you can't like I, I would rather have someone who's who walks the talk and 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 practices what they preach and you are that and that's why i reached out to you I, I, you stood out straight away i could have had other options to go with but i was like all right i know mets i've got a bit of history but i reckon that's the coach for me i think you know if, if i think about it and i was asked this question what makes a great leader a leader that leads by example. Mm. A leader that leads by example. Is he putting in the work? Is he doing the homework that's necessary? Is he training? Is he eating right? Is he doing all those things that are necessary? Not just saying it, 
but actually doing it, yeah. right? Is he asking the right questions, yeah. right? Is he asking the right questions of himself? If he hasn't done the job to the level of his expectations, is he is he cool enough to say, hey, listen, this wasn't my best day. You know, I, I didn't put in the work. I, I think I got a couple of things wrong here. I think that's what makes a great coach as well, having that vulnerability, mm. being humble, humility, but also having a side of them where they're almost like a raging bull. Yeah. And, and they've got this fire inside them of them that it's not good enough, that yeah. we have to make things better. Being self-critical. Yes. Yourself. Yeah. And I saw this. With self-love. Yes. Yeah. From that angle, for sure. I saw this post, um, one of my mates posted on his Instagram story, practice what you post. Mm. Like, a, like there are so many influences out there, but I think the ones that stand out the most are the ones that are authentic. And they, they can look at themselves through that lens. Am I actually, like, do I actually practice what I talk about? Am I doing it every single day? And, bro, you know why, why I wanted people to know more about your story? Because if I look at you now and I go, this guy is a breath coach, I understand that your thoughts are deeper than most people's. You've got a lot of depth there. So with that depth there's a great experience for you to really exceed your expectations as a breath coach because of your vision and how you see things because the the stuff that you came up with for Fitness First, the stuff that you've come up for Blessed, you know, the Arnold Classic, that, that, that whole, you know, it was like a massive theatrical theatre what you have done there and, and, and the audience, I, I remember that day, they were just like over the moon. For, for you to be part of all of that, that tells tells me, you know, how far you're going to go. Mm. Man, I just really enjoyed it. And also, one thing I want people to know is this. Like, obviously, you're going to be doing workshops here at, at Titan Fitness. Yes. We're looking to do retreats. We're going to do the workshops very soon. We're looking at November, mid-November. Yeah. Um, you, you're, you're, you're going to post a lot more on social soon. That's it. Like a lot more. That's it. Uh, and And so where can people find you? Yeah, well, I would say watch this space because this is only kind of the beginning. Um, I just came back from a retreat and my, I'm fired up, man. Like I want to keep putting more back into the world. Um, but I'd say find me on Instagram, at Sulphur. Um, that's where I am predominantly. Or just search me, Chris Sulphur. You could probably even see a lot of my career experience if you just search me on, on Google. I'm sure some of my, my graphic design and industry experience is there. I'm going to do that um, myself. But Even yeah, though I know what you've done, but yeah. I, want to, I want to just see it. But I, I would really say that we're just scratching the surface. We're only just getting started. We, you know, we've already started talking about recording videos as well. I want to become um, more active on camera and, and filming training videos, breathwork, um, guided breathwork tutorials, and get in front of the lens rather than behind the lens all the time. And it's hard. Like, I, I get it. Like, when you're a creative, that's your work. Yeah. And uh, half the time when that's your work, you're more focused on what you've got to produce for others than producing for yourself. But we're going we're gonna to make that happen. Yeah. We're going to make that happen shortly. Can I open these blinds? No. Okay, but your car needs to be moved. Do you have your keys? Yeah, probably in my jacket. Okay. And that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck did I park my car anyway? But... Hey, that happens from time to time. <laughs> I, I think it was that was just like, you know, time's up. We gotta, I think we covered everything. Yeah. How long did that go for? 
That's cool, bro. That's that was cool. solid, man. And yeah. the questions spot on. Did you like those questions, yeah. bro? Did yeah. you see why? And I'll just give you, uh, you know, I'll circle back to why I asked those questions because, bro, I didn't know all that about you. Yeah. Like, fuck me dead, bro. Like, that's their fucking big things. Yeah. Like, that. I remember that fitness first thing. Yeah. That was you. You saw that campaign? Bro, fuck it off. I said these. Yeah. I go, what's funny is this is what I said to myself. Yeah. I go, that's not them, but it was you. Yeah. And, but I understand that. That was me sitting in conversation. Like, literally, they asked me, bro, what like, is the gym When I look at you? that brand, that's not them, but I know that's you. But not in a bad way. Yeah. Like, I look at it like this. You go, mate, if you guys do this, it's going to be successful. Mm. But b- believe it. Do it. Like, I ch- totally believe in that. I go, how smart is that? I go, that's brilliant. Like, that, I, I remember that campaign, bro. Like, it fucking, like, now I think about it. I go, it's you, this massive brand. Yeah, I can't take full credit, but I yeah. do I do feel like I kind of helped plant the seed plant for that. The seed, yeah. Like, they, they asked me that question and I just – said like that's what it means to me yeah, yeah. like I, I can't pour from an empty cup i need to go to the gym yeah so i can be better yeah of course and that somehow turned into this whole campaign yeah there were other ideas thrown into the mix but that's how they built it out built it out yeah yeah no, awesome bro thanks brother that was solid awesome that was looking solid, forward man. to doing more with you bro and, and we're gonna do some massive things i can't wait to see what kenny cuts together from out of yeah this i think podcast. this is this is fantastic probably a few good ones in there Fucking yeah thanks bro